Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partnered with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Making necks. Making necks. I bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, locking my pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers. Welcome to episode two of the Gambling Feud podcast. Great to have you all with us. Episode two, I cannot believe it. Uh, my name is Kyle Comish. You can find me on Twitter at Comdog, K-O-M-M-D-O-G. Joining me as always is my cousin DJ Luch. DJ, how are we doing today? Doing pretty good. The bets have not been going well, but I'm keeping a positive mindset. And yeah, you can find me at DJLO4422 on Twitter. I would fade me right now. I am currently on the coldest streak of my life, but we will get into that later. But yeah, it's good to be here, Kyle, and uh, getting the second podcast and just getting all this under our under you know under our belts and getting kind of used to the flow of this. It's, it should be fun, and I'm excited to keep doing this with you. But I want to give the viewers at home or the listeners, I guess, a kind of an interesting story from last week that you guys wouldn't have noticed. Um, so I'm going on a ramble last week talking about I don't know what and all of a sudden I just see Kyle just his eyes like lock in on something and he's like looks a little worried and I'm just like what is going on and then all of a sudden the next thing I see is his cat like scamper across the screen and he like runs up and he grabs it and I'm like trying to give my pitch or you know whatever I'm talking about and I'm just geeking laughing like Kyle what, what was happening there please tell us so it was actually pretty funny so uh my girlfriend was gone. She was out with a friend. And so it was just me and my cat, Ricky. And we were just hanging out down here. And the podcast was starting. And all of a sudden, for some reason, he just thought, hey, maybe I want to get to the microphone. So he jumped up on my desk and started walking towards my microphone. So I set him down. And then about 10 seconds later, he jumped back up on the desk and I set him back down again. And it was just, it was a constant thing. I did it maybe three times that whole first episode of the podcast. It got so annoying. So needless to say, He's upstairs right now, and he won't be uh, coming down. But shout out to my my cat, Ricky. He wanted to be a podcast star. <laughs> Classic Ricky. You dog you, except for your cat. <laughs> oh, it's but, so funny. Yep. Later on the show, we have a special guest. Josh Campbell, a.k.a. Soup, will be joining us later on the show for our first ever guest pick That should be very interesting. Uh, but right now, I kind of want to talk about Bad Beats. And my entire Twitter account lately has been bad beats. Uh, <laughs> Kyle has got this month basically wrapped up. Uh, I started with my mortal lock. Kyle hit his mortal lock. And so I felt the pressure and my mortal lock. My team was undefeated at home. St. Louis Blues going up against the Coyotes who hadn't won on the road. And I was thinking, this is a lock. Blues lost that game. I said, let's double down on the next game. Blues lost the next game. I said, do we double down again? I decided not to. And the Blues lost a third game. I still tweeted it out. I just didn't bet on it. Blues still lost. It was it was rough to like to just kind of explain the story the best. One day I had an over in the NBA and I lost by 0.5. They scored like 228. It was 228 and a half. The next day I had an under roughly about the same amount. And they scored half a point over. 
And so that just describes my Twitter account for this week, this month. It's been bad. Uh, Kyle, take February away. Don't piss it away. You got this. <laughs> you know, I've been, after seeing ghosts in the month of January, I'm starting to kind of kind of feel it a little bit now. I'm beating us pretty good. But unfortunately right now, we're in that uh, that contest with the other Coda cappers. And you and me are at the bottom of the list. But, I mean, you're like minus – 40 units right now i'm like minus nine and the other ones are close to positive so those cappers are kind of looking at us and laughing in our faces while we're trying to run back in this thing i just kept doubling down and doubling down and going max units max units and i just kept losing 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 i mean it was rough but hey i still believe i can come back i'm gonna keep maxing units and i'm gonna get hot and i think i can still win this i think you can still win this kyle but let's get on to our uh, random poll segment uh, so the random poll today, what professional sports player should be in the Hall of Fame but is not? Kyle, we'll let you go first. So when we were thinking about doing this poll, DJ actually took mine. And I'll let DJ explain his. But I'm going to do another person that I saw was in the Hall of Fame, almost got in the Hall of Fame this year, but keeps getting snubbed, and that's Kurt Schilling. Schilling, like, he has Hall of Fame stats, in my opinion. In his nearly 20-year career, he's had three wins, three years of 20 wins, eight seasons of at least 15 wins, and he's one of four players in MLB history to have at least three seasons with 300 strikeouts. Like, that's unbelievable. And also, he's a winner. He has three World Series rings World Series rings to his credit. And in the postseason, I mean, he is dominant. In his career, he is 11-2 in the postseason. He has an ERA of 2.23. And, I mean, sure – there's some controversy about what he's done maybe outside of baseball. It's even in from the Hall of Fame. But his play on the field, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, and he is constantly getting snubbed from it. So, Kurt Schilling should be in the Hall of Fame, currently is not. DJ, who do we got? So, first on Kurt Schilling, I don't think either of us condone the activities that he's done outside of the field. Like, But is the Hall of Fame about being a good person? Or, like, not that everyone should be a good person, but I think the Hall of Fame is about playing the sport. And so I don't think you can take actions outside the field. Now that's tough. Cause then if someone murders someone or does something bad, does he deserve to be in the hall of fame? And I understand all that. And so it's definitely tough, but just statistically wise, I believe spot on Kurt Schilling, hands down, he has hall of fame stats. Uh, so yeah, it was kind of funny though, with uh, my pick, uh, I just like threw it. I didn't even do any research. I just threw out the first name that I believed. And Kyle texted me. He's like, yo, you stole mine. I was like, no way. Like what are the odds? Both of us are going to do the same person. And that is Pete Rose. Pete Rose, I'm not even getting any of his stats. His stats, Hall of Famer, first ballot, no question. Now, the reason why he isn't in the Hall of Fame is because he was gambling as a manager on his team. Now, all of the like investigations and everything has shown that he never actually gambled against his team, so he never threw a game. He only gambled on his team, which that makes me think, like, I gamble on myself to bet, you know, I gamble, you know, I don't think as long as he didn't throw any games, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Sure. He clearly had a gambling problem, uh, but I just don't think that taking him out of the hall of fame is worth, you know, what he did. And I just think that he's a, you know, he should be a hall of famer. I think it's kind of BS. Michael Jordan once gambled and got kicked out of the NBA for a year, but we'll get into that a whole nother time. Uh, and so, like I said, Pete Rose should be in the hall of fame. But he won't ever, because of that, kind of similar issue as Kurt Schilling, but two guys that have the stats that aren't. And, again, we'll post a poll. We'll have these two. We'll maybe find two other names, and you guys can vote on it. 
Uh, so check gambling feud uh, today for that poll. Uh, Kyle, breaking news. What do we got? Before we go into breaking news, I will agree with what DJ said to us at Coda Sports Cappers and just even us as people absolutely do not con- condone some of the actions that uh, Kurt Schilling and Pete Rose have done. But like DJ said, on the field, absolutely Hall of Famers. So going into that breaking news, we do got just one segment we're going to talk about, but NCA football is back. Woo, it, woo. Is, it is back for the for the. Uh, game consoles out there. I haven't played in a long time because I got an Xbox One and the Xbox 360 games don't work for the Xbox One, but it is back, baby. Yeah, I am excited. It is going to be called NCAA College Football now so that the NCAA doesn't get involved. But the only down news to that is it is still two or three years from actually being released. They have to get all this licensing and all that figured out. Uh, so it'll be a while, but personally right now, I do still play NCAA football. Uh, I actually went out and bought a PS3 just to play NCAA football. Uh, me and some buddies like to play it, and it is still an amazing game. The graphics are terrible, but the gameplay itself is insane. The ability to cut. I just the other day, I think it was last week, won the Heisman with a wide receiver. It's the first time I've ever done it. I've won a billion Heismans with running backs, a billion with quarterbacks, never done it with a receiver. Did it my first year at Texas Tech. Shout out, Red Raiders, let's go. Air Raid offense. So, yeah, I'm very excited. The Dynasty mode is insane. NCAA football, college football, call it whatever you want. I am stoked. I'm going to buy it. I don't care if it's $100 to buy the game. I will buy it, no doubt. See, see, I'm with you. I love the Dynasty mode because my favorite thing is I love the recruiting. I like how, like, every single year they come up with just brand-new guys, who they're interested in, and you got to base your hours off of who – you want stuff like that. When you get those commitments, those are good. I've had it several times too, where it's between me and one other, one other school, and I'm just using all my hours in that one player, and they still don't go to my school. Oh. So that that hurts me several times, but I, I, I'm stoked for it. And like you said, it's not very good graphics. I don't know if they're going to bring back uh, Fowler and Hurt. It's Fowler that does the, the main play-by-play, right? Herb Street, it's Herb Street, and uh, is it Fowler? I don't know why I can't think of the other guy. I play it literally every day. I just don't have the volume on. So, well, because I know Fowler's voice if I if I if I hear it, but I'm just trying to think if that was him actually like in the game. I I know Herb Street is for sure, but I just I can't think of the play by play guy. If it was Fowler, if it was someone else, oh, this is gonna drive me nuts. I can't think of this right now. Uh, we'll have to figure it out and get back to you guys on episode three because this is going to drive me insane. Yeah, tweet, um, at, tweet at us. Tell us what's yep. super. Yeah, let us know. But, yeah, no, Dynasty Mode is the best because recruiting-wise, you can recruit to your team. So, like, I've always favored speed. So, like, I'll take a 75 overall recruit who's 95 speed over that 78 overall recruit who's, you know – and obviously that's more with receiver and halfback. Obviously corners, I want the best corner. But, like, I can value speed. And same at, like, every position. I value speed because that's the, you know, the biggest game changer. Uh, and so it, it just lets you personalize. I have, like, five different custom playbooks. It's ridiculous. I have, like, an air raid option, a triple option, you know, a triple option uh, playbook. I have uh, an Iowa, you know, just run playbook. Like, it's so cool how you can do all that. And I am very excited. But, Kyle, why don't you lead us into our next segment? Absolutely. So my favorite segment, the crazy stat of the week. Uh Unlike DJ's, mine is not sponsored yet. So if there's a, a person out there who has a business that might want to get a shout out and sponsor my crazy stack, feel free to let me know. 
But my crazy stat of the week is Tom Brady. So there's no debate. He's the greatest of all time. And why is he the greatest of all time? Look it up. He is the only QB in NFL history to win a Super Bowl over the age of 40. The next closest to him is Peyton Manning. So like most, most like NFL players, as they're like getting up there in age, they start to regress. Tom Brady just continues to just be on top of his game right now. Like the dude could be like 50 and just be playing out of his mind. So that's just, I found that out. That's just unbelievable to me. He, he's the only NFL QB to win a Super Bowl over the age of 40. That's crazy. He's literally closer to 50 than he is 30. And he won a Super Bowl. Like, dude, my dad used to be 50. He was old. Like, oh, it just, it's insane. And Tom Brady's closer to 50. It, it, it blows my mind, man. Tom Brady's an anomaly. He's clearly the GOAT. Seven rings. Count them up. All right. And the next segment is DJ's Pro Betting Tip, sponsored by Looch Farms. Looch Farms has the best meat, whether you want beef, whether you want pork. We got corn. We got soybeans. We do it all, baby. Feeding the world one step at a time, one day at a time. And so today's betting tip is establishing value and understanding value. Uh, I learned this like year and a half year ago and I started to kind of work with it. But it's such a key thing to be able to look at a line and understand value. And the biggest key, I think, is to know what lines not to bet. Basically, you look at a line and you're just like, wow, that's so accurately set. I don't know what to bet. I'm basically just, you know flip it a coin or, you know, throwing a dart and staying away from those lines is going to keep you from being in those 50, 50 matchups where you're probably going to lose more than you win. And that's going to be a majority of the bets. And so for me, sometimes let's say an underdog, the home, the home team's an underdog by like five points yet from my understanding of the sport and everything, I think it's closer to 50, 50, that side with plus five is the value side because it's closer to 50, 50 yet they're the underdog. And so being able to spot those. Now, I'm not good at doing most sports at that, but baseball, I am. Baseball, before the spread comes out, I can probably tell you what it's going to be. Uh, it's just, it's the most I have expertise in. Uh, and so my uh, tip for you would be to, whatever sport you're the best at, to develop some sort of tracking device using Excel and just spot value and say, like, this is a valuable line. This is the value side. And then kind of track it, see how well you're doing and kind of see, you know, learn from it, continue to grow. Uh, you know, sometimes like an under over be way low, way high. And you can just see like, oh, the value is clearly on this side. Uh, it's a huge tip and it's really hard to do. So best of luck to all of you. Absolutely. And again, shout out to Looch Farms for sponsoring DJ's betting tip. We always appreciate that. I know Tom is always a big listener of the podcast. So shout out Tom and all those that are involved with Looch Farms. So uh, DJ, should we dive into our to our betting segment before we get into our interview with Soup? Let's do it. So do you want to start off with the first game or you want me to start it off? I, I'll start it because this is a really, really interesting game here. We got uh, number five, Villanova, who's 12 and two, number one in the Big East, playing number 19, Creighton, 15 and five, second in the Big East. Huge, huge game played on Saturday, February 13th at four o'clock on Fox. This is the first matchup of the season for them, so we don't know what to expect out of it. But one thing that's big for me is all five of Villanova starters and all five of Creighton starters are averaging double digits right now. Wow. So, so that that's unheard of. So that's like, nuts. These, these teams can score. So 
I really, really think that uh, this game is going to be close. We don't have a line right now because as we are recording, uh, Villanova is playing Marquette. So I'm going to go off of predictions. I really, really like Villanova. I've been watching them. Uh, Their best player, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, averaging about 15 points and seven boards. He's a monster. I think he's going to be in the running for uh, Big East Player of the Year. I think he's going to be too much for Creighton. I think it's going to be really, really close. And obviously with us being in Iowa, two Iowa guys and Creighton being really, really close to home, most of us say you got to go Creighton here. I want to, but I really, really like Villanova here. Spot on. I agree too. I, I think Nova's just, they're well coached, honestly. Uh, they, he, he always does a good job with that team. And you know a coach is good when the team is better at the end of the season than they are at the beginning. And that's how it should be for every team. There's no way you should peak in the beginning. You should always peak in the end. The stat that really caught my eye was that Nova's 7-2 and two on the road straight up and 6-3 and three against the spread. Creighton is 8-3 and three at home, but they're 5-6 and six against the spread. If you're going to be at home, you got to cover. That's our number one rule. You got to cover at home. And because Creighton can't do that, and I think Villanova's the better team, I'm riding Nova. And depending on the over-under, I might throw a little on the over. I don't know. Just depends. Absolutely. So that's a really, really exciting matchup. So, uh, DJ, you're going to go Villanova here then? Yes, Villanova and potentially the over, but Villanova spread for sure. I just think Creighton can't cover at home being five and six and i just i just don't like that you got to be able to cover and therefore i think nova the more experienced i think better coach i think i think they pull through all right let's move on to our next game another huge huge game in the big 10 we got number three michigan who's number one in the big 10 13 and one overall at number 21 wisconsin who's 14 and six overall and number four in the Big Ten. That is on Sunday, February 14th, Valentine's Day at noon on CBS. Uh, Michigan hasn't played since uh, January 22nd. I believe they've had some issues with COVID. So so they'll be back playing again. Wisconsin, as we record, is currently playing Nebraska. So we do not have a line set for that. But my biggest thing is this. Michigan has a high, high scoring offense. And Wisconsin has a really, really good defense. They're 24th in the nation in points allowed per game. Is 21st in the country, averaging uh, 79 points per game. So a top 30 offense against a top 30 defense, I think it's going to be a really, really, really fun matchup. Uh, obviously, I don't know, we don't know what the spread or the over-under is, but gosh, as much as I want to say Wisconsin because defense always wins, I think Michigan is just is too tough to beat this year. So I think Michigan's going to win it. As the great Lee Corso once said, not so fast, Kyle. <laughs> when the best offense plays the best defense, defense generally always prevails. The, the problem I have with Michigan on a normal kind of they're playing in the flow of things, I'm going Michigan here. But because Michigan hasn't played, they've had their last three games postponed. It's been over two, three weeks now. It's been almost three weeks, I think, by the time they play. And Wisconsin's going to be consistent. They're playing tonight as we record. And their defense is going to be there. I know that for a fact. Wisconsin's not going to not show up on defense. Uh, they're 11-2 and two straight up at home. I just think, first off, I think Michigan's going to be favored. That's just obvious. Uh, and I just think 
with not playing in so long, I think Michigan, it's going to be tough for them to cover. And I don't know how much they're off. Like, it's going to be tough to jump back into the swing of things against a team who's been playing consistently while they've been sitting out. Uh, I think that's really going to plague them. But during this COVID season, we're all just kind of guessing. But I'm going to take Wisconsin in the points all day long. And, yeah, that's that's what I'm going with for that. I wanted to, I wanted to get a pick on the over and under, but I just – I don't know when you have best defense versus best offense. I can't. So I'm just going Wisconsin and the points. And I, I got a feeling this spread is just going to be close with just like that high scoring offense, that high scoring defense. I think it's going to be a close spread. I think it's almost going to be like so close as almost a pick them. So DJ's going Wisconsin. I'm going Michigan. We'll see what happens. Only one can prevail. That's great. <laughs> let's, uh, let's transition to the NBA. A really, really exciting matchup in the NBA on Friday, February 12th at 6.30 on ESPN. We got the Pelicans and the Mavericks. I don't care about stats. I At the moment, when I bet, I'm going to care. But, like, just watching that game, I am pumped to see Zion versus Luka. That is going to be the future of the NBA right there. And I know they'll never really be on each other as they play different positions. But, man, those two – Right now, clearly, Donatich is kind of a step above when it comes to offense and just being able to create your own shot. But Zion, everywhere else, is insanely good. He's so athletic. The dude can literally do everything. His scoring is a little raw. I think Donatich right now is the better player. But I think if you were to, like, put a ceiling on it, I think Zion has a higher ceiling just because he's more athletic. And if he can develop that offense, he – I mean, he – could be a generational player. Could be. I, I don't want to jump to conclusions. Kyle, what do you think about those two? You know, I, I think the same way as you. I've always been a big Doncic guy. I think he's going to be just an absolute star in the league. Zion's got a lot to work on offensively right now. He's kind of starting to be mo- mostly a driver. But I think if he starts to develop a jump shot, a three-point shot, I think he's going to be uh, one of the top players in the NBA. But as far as this game goes – you know, I think that uh, I think the Pelicans are going to prevail in this one. I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what the spread is currently. As we record, the Pelicans are playing the Bulls and the Mavericks are playing the Hawks. So I think that the Pelicans will prevail. I like uh, Zion matched up. I know Mavericks have been uh, injury prone lately. I like Zion in this game. I'm going to take the Pelicans. Great call. I honestly have to agree with you. I got some stats here. The Mavs, obviously, they're playing right now, so the record is before this game that they're playing uh, as we record, uh, which would be tomorrow when this or yesterday when this releases. But the Mavs are four and seven at home and only two and nine against the spread. I can never bet on a team at home if they're two and nine against the spread. That's bad. That shows me that either they're poorly coached or they just don't play well. You got to be able to cover at home. We're going to cover this time and time again. So I have to go Zion. And I honestly, I think the Mavs might be favored. My only worry is that the Pelicans are a real hit and miss team. They can show up and play like three amazing games in a row and then just play like three of the worst games you've ever seen. You don't know what team you're going to get. But I'm betting that we're going to get a good Pelly's team. It's going to be a great matchup. It's going to be a good display of the future of the NBA. And I am excited, and I will definitely be tuning into this game. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and like, it's really, really hard to bet against the, Ma- against the Mavericks. But I got a feeling that most people that bet for the Mavericks, they're betting for Luka. And, you, and I just 
I think the Pelicans got a lot more role players to go off of that. So that's why I think the Pelicans will will be solid here. But uh, let's transition to some hockey. DJ, what do we got? We got two really solid hockey games this weekend. Yes, the first one is the classic Ovechkin versus Crosby, the Capitals versus the Penguins. I mean, Crosby for a while was hands down the best player in the league. As he's gotten older, he's definitely regressed. Ovechkin, and another amazing player. I mean, just watching those two on the ice is going to be fun as it is. But then these two teams, man, they've played two insanely close games so far. So this is the third matchup of the season. The first two were at Pittsburgh. This game uh, is going to be Sunday, February 14th at 2 o'clock on NBC. It'll also be at Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh prevailed both of those first two matchups. Three to four game that went to OT and a four to five game that went to shootout. Or maybe it's the other way, but they both went to OT essentially. One ended in a shootout. I mean, this is going to be a close game. We know that for sure. I think a lot of goals are going to be scored. Um, honestly, the Penguins are a different team at home. Uh, so my leaning is that the Penguins will be favored. So I, I think the value bet would be the Caps. But personally, I'm going over. They've hit the over twice already. I think they'll hit it again. The Caps like to score, don't play D. And the Penguins love to score, and their defense can be questionable. So that is what I'm going with. Kyle, what are you leaning towards? I'm not – I'm staying about as far away from the spread as possible because, like you said, this game is going to be incredibly close. It's going to be prop. my guess is the puck line is going to be a one-and-a-half for either side. And if the game goes into overtime, you know good, good and well, one-and-a-half spread uh, for a favorite doesn't hit. Nope. So, so I am staying away from the spread. I'm going to give a shout out to my brother here because me and my brother always have a big argument between Ovechkin and Crosby. I really, really like Ovechkin. I think he is going to be, is going to continue to be just one of the best players in the NHL. I'm going to go Capitals here. Good Money call. line. Yep. And like I said, I think they will, I think the Penguins will be favored. So I think the value Today, or of that game will be on the Caps as they're due to win. You know, it's a close game. They barely lost two against these guys. I think the Caps definitely pull out. I definitely like that pick. All right, let's transition to the last game on our card. This game will be Sunday, February 14th at 6 p.m. Central Time on NBC Sports Network or also known as NBCSN. And it'll be the Colorado Avalanche playing the Vegas Golden Knights. And this is a classic in the West Division. These two teams are top teams in the West. Uh, you know, you never know who's going to win this game, honestly, because it's so it's so close. I assume that Vegas will be, since Vegas is home, Vegas will be favored. But it is going to be a close one. I think a lot of goals will be scored. Uh, both teams are really good. Avalanche are third place in the West Division. The Knights are in first. Both teams, like I said, playing amazing. The Knights play really well at home. The Avalanche do struggle, thanks to my Wild. They lost two on the road. And so, personally, I think I'm going over here. You know, I, uh, I just like goals, and I think there will be a lot of them. So, I like the over. Kyle, what are you liking here? You know, you read my mind, DJ. Just both these offenses are just so – High scoring too. I really like uh, Mark Andre Fleury for the for the Knights, but just I don't know if that if he will be enough to have them just stop 
scoring goals here. So I like the over two. I think that's gonna that's gonna hit for sure. Again, I think it's gonna be a really, really close game. I don't like a spread here. I'm not a fan of a money line. So I think over is the way to go. Yep. And one key thing to note that I forgot to the last four games the Avalanche were supposed to play were postponed. So they haven't played since the second of February. Uh, and the Vegas on the flip side is going to play a game tonight uh, against the uh, Anaheim Ducks at home. They play the Ducks at home. And then on Saturday, they travel to San Jose to play the Sharks. So they're going to be on the second game of a back to back. So I think their legs are going to be tired come third period. And I think that's when you're going to you know, put your goalie in a bad spot because you're not going to be in a spot you should be in as a defender because your legs are tired. And so I think, yeah, over all the way, and it'll be a fun, exciting game to watch uh, from two teams that are guaranteedly going to get to the playoffs and two teams that can definitely win the Stanley Cup this year. It will be very interesting. Absolutely. So those are our five games to watch this weekend, five games you should bet on. Like I said, we don't have lines because a lot of these teams are playing right now, but really, really excited. We got a really great guest picker coming on here for our, our first ever pick'em contest. Let's uh, transition to that now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a brand new segment where we're starting today. We are doing a pick'em. What that is, we are going to bring in one guest every week, and they will be making bets on five different games that we will discuss as a group. It's going to be kind of like college game day. You know, I'll, I'll say my bet, DJ will say his, and our celebrity will kind of be the lead corso here. And at the end of the year, we will keep a track of how many units they win by or lose by. If we all have a bunch of losers, we'll see what happens. And the winner will just get a little a little prize. We haven't decided that yet. But DJ, why don't you interview our new uh, and first guest of the Pick'em? Yeah, thank you, Kyle. It is uh, my honor to introduce the legendary, the one, the only, Josh Campbell, a.k.a. Soup. How are you doing today, Josh? Howdy, howdy. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you guys very much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. But um, I, I am doing really well today. I've had, I've had a good day. I may or may not have had a really tough gambling night last night but guess what the sun came up this morning and i'm i'm i'm, re I'm ready to make it back up today baby that's the mindset to have that's the mindset to have for sure because we've all been there <laughs> absolutely uh -huh. oh. oh oh yeah i mean if, you, if you've done this for a little while you've been there <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're up to these days and maybe kind of the teams and sports you follow or support or where your allegiance lies. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, so I um born and raised in Minnesota. I know DJ and I both, uh, we heavily root for the Vikings. Um, I will, you know, every night before I go to sleep, when I close my eyes, I see uh, – that pick six in the NFC championship game thrown against the Eagles. I, it just, it, it just haunts me, but <laughs> that's my, that's, that, that, <laughs> that is, that, that is my main allegiance. I'm, I'm above all else. I'm a Vikings fan. I always will be. It'll never leave me. And frankly, it seems like it will, it will always haunt me, unfortunately, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a Vikings fan. I'm a Minnesota fan, big twins fan. You know, DJ and I, we've gone, we've gone to twins games together opening weekend, baby. Yes, sir. We taking those overs. On the, okay. Okay. I know that this might not be great audio, but I'll absolutely never forget one of the funniest things I've ever heard. It was like the seventh inning. <laughs> we have the over of like nine and I think it's one, nothing. 
And I'm just like, fellas, it's not looking like an over game. And DJ looks over back at me. He's like, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I, I, I digress. I digress. I'm a Minnesota fan. I actually have a buddy over at my house right now. We're going to watch the Timberwolves probably get their shit kicked in by the Clippers. Um, and I, I, I will be honest. This year, the Timberwolves are so bad that I have migrated to being a Lakers fan. Um, I've, uh, I'm not, not a bandwagon, not a bandwagon. I've always been a LeBron guy. And also, Lakers used to be Minneapolis's team. Like, I'm, I, if, you, if you call me a bandwagon... I will tell you to open a fucking history book. Like the, the Lakers used to be a Minnesota team. Like, I'm, uh, how could I possibly be a bandwagon? Oh, they moved fucking forty years before you were born. Shut up. Whatever. Matter can neither be created nor destroyed. What makes me today existed back then when the team moved. So yeah, M- Minnesota guy. Um, I really, oh, the you know, I every year I watch the Gophers play Iowa. Every year I watch the golfers lose to Iowa. PJ Fleck is something else, man. Um, whatever, whatever. We can, <laughs> yeah. Being a Minnesota sports fan is shitty. We we can move on, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Ain't that the truth? You know, yeah, the thought that always unfortunately. comes. Yeah, the thought that always comes to my mind is the Blair Walsh missed field goal against Seattle. That haunts me at night. Uh, I just I see it all the time, and anytime I see a field goal kicked, I'm just like, oh no, that's not going in. It just can't. Like Minnesota field goals don't go in, so I just assume now that no field goals go in ever. I okay. The only thing that has gotten me over that Blair Walsh missed field goal, seriously, like this is this is this is no lie. The only thing that got me from point A to point B regarding game deciding missed field goals is Cody Parkey on the bears versus the Eagles. Yep. His double doink. It made, it made me realize, you know, like at least ours was just a miss, you know, <laughs> he hit the upright twice. I don't know. Possible. I seriously, like I've basically never seen that happen before. He did it. So, so I, I will through Basically, the elixir of getting over a horrible loss is just Bears fans' tears, which is what I'm trying to say. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, so I, I I have gotten over Blair's mess. It's it stuck with me for a while. Um, and honestly, what truly did it was Case Keenum's piss-poor performance versus the Eagles. I totally sold myself on that being a team of destiny. Like, after after the Minnesota miracle, or Minneapolis miracle, are you kidding me? We, we were hosting the Super Bowl? I was literally certain that we were going to run the table, play the Super Bowl in our stadium, and win. Our and first Super then Bowl that ever. just happened to be... That, yeah, that, that just happened to be played out by the Bucks this year. I guess the winning formula is Tom Brady, whatever. <laughs> all right well good to get kind of a background there on your your sports history uh so this is a sports gambling show uh so maybe you want to tell us about how you got started into sports gambling i did talk about in episode one how you introduced me to sports gambling and that 20 to 3 run we went on college basketball overs but anyway yeah how'd you get okay. started 
Um, well, I was introduced to gambling just as a idea at a pretty young age. Um, and I, I, I just played poker with my dad and my sister. Um, my mom didn't like, she, she, she doesn't like to play cards. She doesn't like gambling at all. Um, so it was just, it's my dad, my sister and I, and we just had chips, you know, like little, I mean, the shittiest chips you've ever seen, just tiny plastic. And we, 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 we gauged how much the chips were worth by how pretty the colors were. And let me tell you what, the teals, the teals, those were hundred easy, hundred easy. They were so pretty, but, um, so early on, and I mean, early, like I'm talking eight years old, um, we were playing cards. We always played five card draw, um, then I was introduced to Texas Hold'em and I'm like, well, this is lame. And it just took me a little to realize, oh yeah, you need more than three people to have a good Texas Hold'em game. Um, but yeah, so er early in my life, I was introduced to gambling. And then, you know, a little bit later, I started to go to the horse races. Um, and Canterbury. I started to realize like, yeah, Canterbury Park, baby. But that that's when I started to realize like, all right, all you got to do is pick winners and you win a bunch of money. Okay. Like this is, I can see myself doing this. And then, you know, the next trip, Oh, I didn't pick winners. That wasn't fun. And, <laughs> but finally, what, 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 you know, what is this show about sports gambling? My 18th birthday, I turned 18. I had dinner with my parents. Literally, the next thing I did was I went to sport www.sportsbook.ag or sportsbook.ag yep. and I made a gambling account because it was like a I, I believe it was like a Wednesday or something like middle of the school week. Um, you know, I'm I'm in high school. I I'm, I'm going to class at eight a.m. the next day. Like, can't do anything too wild. Or maybe it was a Thursday. I think it was a Thursday actually, and so couldn't do anything too wild. And but what did I do? I made a sportsbook account and uh, I proceeded to make. $220 in online blackjack. I'm like, this is so much fun. And the very next day at like 10 a.m. in fucking class, I lost $220 playing online blackjack. I'm like, oh yeah, all right. It's not this easy, okay. But anyways, I have been, you know, on, I, I bet all my sports on sportsbook.ag still. Um, I don't believe that, you know, this isn't no, no, no free ads, but it can't be a free ad. They don't take any new U.S. customers, I believe, after the Supreme Court made that decision regarding sports gambling here in the States. Um, but yeah, it is an offshore book. Um, but yeah, I, I have been betting sports since I, I mean, since before I was 18, when I was 16, 17, just casually with my friends, you know, looking up spreads, betting Betting. Oh, one of, one of my worst losses. Well, that 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 really good Broncos team, um, with Peyton Manning. Yep. You know, like I think it was the it was before they won the the year before they won the Super Bowl. Yep. Like when he was just killing. I you know what did he throw sixty touchdowns or whatever? I don't remember. But it was that year, and that Broncos team was on the road versus the Colts, and the Broncos were seven and a half point favorites. And one of my one of my good friends, Nathan Dressel, he he approached me. He's like. You want to bet twenty dollars on this game? I'm like, yeah, I'd love to. You know, he's like, okay, I want the Colts. I'm like, oh, all right. Like, I don't. I, I I told him I'm like, well, okay, I like the Broncos, but I don't want to give you. I don't want to give you seven and a half points. And he's like, oh, that's you know, that's cool. Like, I thought we were. Let's just bet him straight up. I'm like, 
what a fucking idiot. Like what 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 a fucking clown. You want to you want to take the underdog straight up and even money? Like what a fool. Broncos just got their shit kicked in. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, oh what? But that's that was the first time I realized this is what gambling is. There are no certainties. It's all just you have no idea what's going to happen. You can have the better team at better odds at a better price for a good dollar amount, and you can still fucking lose easily. <laughs> Every it was time. One of my first lesson. It was one of my first because I drew like seriously when I made that. And they, you know we we were young. We we were sixteen, seventeen. I don't exactly remember. And I we we put twenty bucks on it, which at the time, you know, I mean, it's not going to break the bank, but. It's say you know twenty bucks when you're you know under eighteen. It's a it's a little it's a little bit of dough. Like oh yeah. And that was the first time I realized this shit can really suck. (laughs) (laughs) This can just be the worst. Like you can do everything right. You can do absolutely everything right, and you can just lose. So yeah, that was that was. I think the Broncos like brought it to within fourteen in the fourth quarter. Oh, maybe there's nope, nope. I lost by like 17. Brutal. Uh, but whatever, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, I've been gambling a long time. Um, basic my more than my entire adult life. Um, just I pretty much I'm a I'm a heavy NFL gambler. Every single I mean, every single Sunday I will have a lot down. Um always responsibly of course always responsibly um and then probably next i'm i I love i think the easiest sport to gamble is the mlb Um, yes sir i mean you're you're betting money lines and you're betting totals and i mean pitchers and just pitcher analysis is how 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 you get that edge and i'm not gonna go out and say it's easy but i definitely think it's the easiest to be good at yep um nfl like nfl is tough it's so random is real tough. Your QB throws a pick six. You can't you can't handicap for a QB throwing a pick six early. You know, like if if you have if you have the if you have the under, and you a pick six is thrown, you're like, what the fuck? You could have <laughs> taken a sack and punted, bro. Like you could have taken a sack and punted. But no, <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, but whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, Ugh. yeah. I bet the NFL the most because it's the sport I love the most. I would say I'm best at. MLB, um, NBA is tough. NBA is tough. I mean, NBA regular season, especially. You have no idea what's going to happen. But NBA totals, I've been pretty money at this year. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I've taken. You know, I've I've talked a lot, taken a lot of time here. Take it, take the reins for me, DJ. <laughs> all right, all right. That was good stuff. Good quality information there from a seasoned gambler quick real quick because we got to get into the games thoughts on the super bowl um okay funny story i loved the chiefs minus three and i loved the over over 56 (laughs) no this past okay 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 so uh, that's 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 all you know that's all you know for now this past weekend, I was lucky enough to be invited to a good friend's cabin in Wisconsin, Spooner, Wisconsin, if you've ever heard of it. And I, I hadn't heard of it before. I <laughs> so, Never heard of but it myself. It was, it, was a, it was a beautiful cabin. Yeah, we kind of threw our nose up at COVID regular. You know, there was like 11 of us there. We're, you know, we're all 22. 
Um, I, you know, I, I trust everyone there. I'm sure there was no transmission of the disease. Maybe I'll leave sure. my words. I don't think I will. I feel healthy. I, no <laughs> one else I've heard. I, I think we'll be good. But anyways, the next day, or not the next day, after this weekend, it's Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, and my ass is just getting shipped home to Duluth, and I'm in the back of a car, literally hungover as all hell. <laughs> like, I, I am falling asleep. Like, every five minutes, someone says my name. Oh, yeah. Just answer, answer a question. Uh, just like, why are people talking to me? I get home. I get dropped off. I I get dropped off where I'm going to watch the Super Bowl at. And I walk in. People are like, how was your weekend? I'm like, why are you talking to me? Like, I, I need silence right now. Like, look me. <laughs> look at my face. Like, I cannot fathom. I, can, I cannot fathom doing anything right now other than crawling into a bed and sleeping. You know, like, I, I I just went through war times at this cabin, you know, drinking from 4, 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. You know, the night shift. Like, it was, it was <laughs> yep. tough. Well, it was it was a blast. And, but anyways, I wake up, or someone wakes me up, like, 30 minutes before kickoff. I'm like, oh, shit, like, I got to get my bets in. <laughs> yep. previously, you know, I just went, I, I. I went through a rough week and my, my gambling or my sports account at zero. I'm like, okay, you know, I, I buy Bitcoin. Coinbase always is good. Yes, sir. I, bu- I buy that Bitcoin. I shoot it. I shoot it off to my sportsbook account. And I always check back. I always check back three minutes later because 90% of the time it will show up within three minutes. Interesting. I check times. back three minutes later. It's not there. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. 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 I, I I, I check back three minutes later. It's not there. I'm like, uh-oh. But, you know, check back five five minutes after that. It's not there. Ten minutes after that, it's not there. I'm like, well, kickoff is soon. I, you know, as I'm watching them about to kick off, I'm like, refreshing. It's not there. I'm like, well, what the fuck? You know. <laughs> but then I started saying, like, I, I'm sure, I'm sure they're dealing with a lot of transactions. It's the Super Bowl. It's the most game of the year. It's it's not a this motherfucking money didn't show up until the next day, which shout out to them because I love Chiefs minus three and over 56, <laughs> neither of which hits. So they just saved me hundreds of dollars. Seriously, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the world for not letting my Bitcoin deposits show up. You saved me so much motherfucking money. Um, so yeah, that's my thoughts on the Super Bowl. Um, I made it. I made it out like a bandit. I lost, <laughs> but I won. Literally but, dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Oh. Like, and, uh, like I, uh, it, it, it. The only thing I can compare can compare it to is one time I was at Canterbury, and I had a winner. It was I had a winner. I knew. I knew it was it was the four horse orange. It was the four horse. <laughs> And I ran, I ran to the counter and some blonde fucking bitch was in front of me and just took forever. And, you know, I'm like, my, my foot is bouncing. Like I have ever, I have the cash in my hands. Like I'm just, I'm going 24 win, you know, like I, I knew what I was going to say. I get up to the counter. I, 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 I yell at the, I yell at the clerk 20 on the four to win. And he types it in and, and he just looks at me. He's like, I'm sorry. Like it's, too, it's too late. Oh like, no. Not only did four not win, they finished like sixth. <laughs> like that's the that's the only thing I can compare it to. Is like, oh, oh, you know, like I, 
I won. I, I you know, I lost, but I won. Or not, a, not I lost. I was wrong, but I won. I won. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The, the, literally, those are my Super Bowl thoughts. I don't even want to discuss like the Tom Brady goat. You know, he he has seven Super Bowls. Like for every six years that he has lived, he's won a Super Bowl. Like That's insane. He has more Super. He he himself has more Super Bowls than every single franchise. He he himself, I, I I cannot name the franchises off the top of my head, but he himself has more Super Bowls than 18 NFL franchises combined. Mm. Like and the Vikes are included. Yeah. And, oh, unfortunately, yes, we are in that number of 18. Um, <laughs> but I don't I, I don't know I don't know how you could possibly like it's not an argument. It's not. It's. It's not even a discussion. Like, and that's why I don't want to discuss it. Like, he, Tom Brady is the goat. Like, he, he yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I mean, of course, Patrick Mahomes' offensive line, which, as a motherfucking Vikings fan, I could have told you early on that. This, was it Mike Remmers? Is that his name? I could have told you before the snap, he was going to be an issue. Like yep. He was going to present problems for the Chiefs. I, I mistakenly thought that not, not Patrick Mahomes. I thought Andy Reid would be able to out-scheme out his offensive line woes, but that clearly wasn't the case. Um, but one one interesting thing that I, I it's I mean it's not fun to talk about, but it should be talked about, and I kind of want to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Do you think Andy Reid's son potentially, or, I mean, severely harming two children, and maybe I mean you know I mean one is still in critical condition. She I mean she, she could fucking die. Do you think that? hanging over the Chiefs and especially Andy's head, do you think that maybe played a part in his coaching and just overall preparation for the game? That's a that's a great question. Uh, and I, I would say that has to, like, you can't just forget about something like that. Like, unless you just get Seriously? crazy drunk that you don't remember anything, you black out. That's the only way you're ever going to forget about that. Like, I just feel like that'd be in the constantly yeah. in the back of your mind. And like, you might be preparing at like 90% or like 85% of what you're normally preparing for, but this is the mm-hmm. Super Bowl mm-hmm. and you got to be a hundred percent prepared. That That's my thoughts. Oh, I mean, it. you for the Super for, for the Super Bowl, you need to be like 120%. Yeah. For the oh, Super spot Bowl. on. Like, I mean, every, Everyone, everyone you're going up against, everyone you're facing is going to be at their best for this game. And one of the most, or may, maybe, I mean, I, I, Patrick Mahomes is the most important person in the Chiefs organization yep. for winning a single single football game. But I mean, num- number two is Andy Reid. And for sure. his fucking blood, his son, who he employs, he got super fucking hammered one weeknight, drove home when he shouldn't, and he put two kids in the hospital one of which has still one of which and himself has still not left i mean that's a, like that's a big deal and it, i mean i'm not insinuating that it is only affecting andy like i think that could very easily affect the whole team yeah like do you want to play for it, a guy I mean, it would that be, 
Like, would you want to play yeah, for a yeah, guy who go. does that? You know, like if if he knew, like no, I mean, I it, would like be like, dude, like look what you did. Like, what if those were my kids? Like, I would be mad at him. Like, like I know you made a stupid decision, but like you gotta, you're a professional, you're a grown man. Like, you gotta know what you're getting into when you do stuff like that. Like, I'm pretty sure you could afford an Uber, being your uh, coach in the NFL. Like, seriously, seriously, like oh, I don't give a. Fuck. Oh, you spent all your fucking money because you're a loser and you have zero dollars in your checking account. And you can't call an Uber, dude. Call your dad. Your dad makes like eight million dollars a year. Like <laughs> you can get home. You can get home. Like I promise you, brother. Like I promise you, you can find a way home. And I mean, okay, I, I, I I'm not like proud saying this, but a time or two, I've probably pulled the trigger and made the call and decided to drive home when I probably shouldn't have. And I know a lot of people who have done the same thing and it's pretty rare for it to end up in worst case scenario. But guess fucking what this one ended up in worst case scenario. And it's, it, I mean, it is inexcusable. It is, it, it's inexcusable for anyone. It's especially inexcusable for someone who, I mean, has money and not only has money but has his biggest fucking day of his or i mean one of the biggest days of his life coming up he's the coach for a team or he is a coach for one of the super for one of the teams playing in the super bowl i yeah i mean i i i haven't seen and part of the reason why i brought it up is i just haven't seen a lot of discussion around that about maybe May, may, I mean, and who knows? It's all, I mean, it, it, it's all, we have no fucking clue, but I think it's ridiculous to say, or I, I think it would be ridiculous for someone to say that that played no part in the Chiefs' overall mentality going into this game. Yeah, it definitely had to play some sort of effect. Like, you can't just have some event like that happen and not be affected by it. That's for sure. Um, and yeah, I, the chiefs PR team is insanely good because like no one's really heard oh, about it. Yeah. Like props to them. It's a weird yeah. props, but like they're doing a good job of keeping those issues on the down low, but like bad for the chiefs for even having all these issues, but that's a whole nother can of worms of the chiefs and their issues. Yeah. Um, and like many, many NFL teams have employed coaches that have done less than stellar things you know like i mean we could just i could pound off a few i mean domestic abusers racists just a whole number of things um you know like the nfl isn't really known for being tremendous at being just overall good people but yeah i mean putting two fucking kids in the hospital because you're too drunk i mean he admitted i mean I, and part of the, part of what I don't understand is he admitted to drinking to the officers, but didn't breathalyze him. They like we're, we're we're waiting on a toxicology report. They took him to the hospital to draw his blood to see how drunk he was, and they and so they I mean they didn't have a fucking breathalyzer on him because if they did, I mean public information. Yeah, and, and it's just not it's not public like to, to, for i mean and i've i because i've i'm curious as to how this is going to play out just because i'm an NFL news fiend 
scene. And I, for the life of me, have not been able to find for what he's doing he was over, which just blows, literally blows my mind. Um, I don't, I, I have no idea what's going on. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying the cops are cheese homers and they're trying to, you know, like help someone out. Like, I'm not, I'm not insinuating that at all, but it just seems weird to me. Like, as far as I know, every police vehicle that's out on the road has the ability to breathalyze someone, but they didn't breathalyze this guy. Like, Something's fishy. Uh, yeah, it's just, it, it, to me, it's just a, a to me, it's just a little weird. It's yep. a, it's a little weird. And I mean, he's like, I, I I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know. But anyways, part of the reason why I'm talking about this so much is because no one else is, and I think it's kind of a big deal. Like seriously, ah, but yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a yeah, very yeah, good yeah. description and a good, you know, good good topic to you know more people should really talk about these issues and kind of address these facts but all people care about is winning and at the end of the day that's kind of what's pushed and if you can sell you know clicks absolutely you'll get the you'll get all the the awards and all all the attention and all the money but if you can't you're not it's not going to be a good story so they just won't write it but anyway kyle what do we got on the slate for today so, like I said, we're going to do- I haven't heard your voice in a while. I want, <laughs> I want to hear you, you beautiful son of a bitch. I want to hear you. You know, I want to let you two kind of get in on this. I'm kind of ready to start doing some picks. So, as I said, we'll do five Let's games. Let's go. You have five, you can bet up to five units, and we'll kind of just give a little description on all the games. And like I said, you're setting the bar for all other guests. I hope you're ready to go. Oh, I, I am beyond ready to go i i was born ready let's go let's do this all right so first game first game we're going to talk about is number 24 purdue at number at minus at minnesota right now the line is set at minus two and the over under at 138 and a half the biggest thing for me is two two particular players so for minnesota marcus carr i mean this dude's gonna be a first team big 10 he's you know he's not gonna be uh Big Ten Player of the Year because I mean Luca Garza's got that honor already. Even though I'm a Hawkeye in the bag, in the in the bag. So, but Marcus Carmen, he's averaging almost 20 points per game. He's averaging five and a half assists, four rebounds. You know that this dude can play, and I mean he's lit up Iowa every time he's played them. He's just been a a sensational uh, player this year, and he's gonna be a first team Big Tener, no doubt. How he plays is gonna be big, but the biggest thing for Purdue is how Travion Williams is gonna play. Travion Williams, again, might be a first-teamer. If not, he's for sure a second-teamer. He's averaging a near double-double, 15.4 points, almost 10 rebounds per game. I think these guys, this match is going to be really, really fun to watch. Uh, DJ, what do we got for, like, uh, for stats and spreads and stuff like that? Yeah, so Minnesota is obviously favored by two. Uh, the, key, the interesting thing here is the difference in home and away. So at home, Minnesota is – 12 and one and eight, four and one against the spread on the road. Minnesota's Oh, and six. Now Purdue is the same, but on the flip side, they're three and five on the road and eight and one at home. So just looking at that, I think these teams play really well when they're at home. I think they shoot better. I just think they're more comfortable. They're more relaxed. Uh, And so I think that's a huge factor. Other than that, I mean, Purdue record wise has played a little better in the big 10. 
but I mean, they're pretty evenly matched and I think it's really going to come down to, you know, who steps up. Uh, and obviously, yeah, that Marcus Carr is legit. Uh, he does it all. I mean, with five assists and four rebounds, like what guards getting you four rebounds? Like that's, that's just hustle right there. I'm thinking Minnesota here at home, just cause I, the home teams won these matchups. Uh, I think, you know, star power that's pretty even. Uh, so I'm taking Minnesota. I might go over. I think they might score a lot of points. Uh, Kyle, prediction from you? I really, really like Minnesota. I think they're going to be uh, a dark horse in the Big Ten tournament. I think Marcus Carr is legit. Like I said, he's not going to get Big Ten player of the year, but it's tough to beat Luka Garza. I just think that Minnesota team is really well coached. I think they're just a really, really solid team. I think they'll make a run in the Big Ten tournament and in the NCAA tournament. So I'm going to take Minnesota money line. All right, Josh. All right. You, you're a Minnesota guy. Let's get look at your insights here. All right, Kyle. Kyle, everything you just you know sounded off on there, like your bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. I agree with every single one, including I. I both want to. I, I want. I want Minnesota's money line, and I want them plus two. Two. I know. So you guys are saying two. I, I I have two and a half right now. Currently, I have two and a half. So whatever. I, I want money line two and a half. Kyle, Minnesota is not well coached. Patino is mids at best. He <laughs> is seriously. I will never forget. I will. Ne oh, I don't even know which story to share right now. There were so many times. There were so many fucking times. We come out at the half. We're down, you know, six, four, four to eight. And we come out. The, the deficit goes from four to fucking 16 in four minutes. And you're just like, how, how, how? So I agree. I agree with you on everything. I don't think we're well coached. I think Patino is... He's kind of an enigma. Enigma. I don't. I. He, I. I want someone else, but I. I could. I, I want someone else, but I couldn't pick who I would want. But yeah, um, I'm going. I'm going to refer to. Are you guys familiar with Mike Titus? Or excuse me, Mark Titus. I'm going to refer to one of his tweets from January sixteenth. The real big three in the Big Ten is Minnesota at the barn, Michigan at Chrysler and Purdue, but only when they play Indiana. Listen to Mark <laughs> Titus. Listen to Mark Titus. Listen to Mark Titus. Minnesota at home is a lock. Lock it in. They will win outright. I want them with the points. I want them outright. They will win. I How many units do we got on that? What's max? What's max? Five, What's max? five, oh, five units. Five units. Okay, so I will put three units on Minnesota's money line. Two units on Minnesota plus two and a half, and a half, and a half. I get, I get in the half because that's what I fucking looked up. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up. I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. Right okay, on. Perfect. All right. So let's move on. Another interesting game in the Big Twelve. Uh, tonight at 6 p.m. on ESPN, we got Iowa State against Kansas. Right now, 
Kansas is favored by 14 points over under set at 143 and a half. Uh, again, two really big stars to watch here. Iowa State is Rasir Bolton. The dude's averaging 16 and a half points per game, five rebounds, four and a half assists. I mean, this dude like is keeping Iowa State. They only have two wins, but I mean, he's keeping them at least somewhat not laughable. I mean, this dude can ball and he's a really big player for them. And as far as Kansas goes, I like David McCormick averaging 13 points per game and six rebounds. I think he's going to have a big, big game against Iowa state and their, their bigs. I'm going to just make my bet right away. I like Kansas minus 14. I also like the over at 143 and a half. Yeah, spot on. Uh, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Man, Iowa State used to be good. <laughs> wow. And then this year, their football team is on the rise and their basketball team is falling hard. Oh, how oh, much? Hey, one second. One second. Let, let me cut you off. You, you, brought, you brought up Iowa State's football team. Their head coach has a hell of a last name. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. Hell of a last name. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But yeah, Iowa State has been rough this year, straight up. Against the spread, though, Iowa State has been surprisingly good. So they're one and five straight up on the road, but they're four and two against the spread. There's there's some light there. There's some light there. But uh, yeah, this that's, is that's shocking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like they're, they're better against the spread. That. Yeah, they're better against the spread than Kansas is, which is crazy. But they've been, you know, when teams are getting you know, and they're getting plus 10 points every game. It helps when you play a couple close ones. But and then Kansas as well has been struggling this year. Uh, they've really been solid almost every year. They've actually dominated the Big 12 almost every other year, uh, but not this year. They'll still be competitive and they'll still be decent in the tournament. Well, well, I mean, they haven't dominated the Big 12 this year, I think, partly because the Big 12 is so freaking good. Yeah. Like, I, I the Big 12 this year is – from top to bottom, I think stellar. Yes, sir. I agree. I think I, it's debatable, Big 12, Big 10. I think Big 10 is more – there's more – like everyone in the Big 10 is competitive, whereas the Big 12 is very top-heavy. But that top, you don't want to play that top versus the Big 10. You and you are talking to Mr. Big 10. <laughs> Mr. Big 10. The Big 10 is so much better than the Big 12. Don't get me – don't get me wrong. But I do, I uh, I do have a tremendous respect for the Big Twelve. I think they're really, really, really good. Um, I, and I, you, from what you said, they're really good at the top. I think, I think like the bottom half of the Big, the Big Twelve deserves a little more respect than they're currently getting. But that's 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 a that's a subject for a different time. Yes, sir. Debating on whose conference is better, we'll have to do that on a poll sometime get you involved uh but yeah i guess my pick is going to be the over i just don't see either team really dean up personally uh so i'm going with the over all right josh what are your what are your thoughts on the iowa state kansas game okay um i have not watched the big 12 as much as i should have and because of that here's how i'm going to make my pick i am going to fade the public. When I checked before this recording, 78% of money and 70, 76% of all tickets were on Kansas minus 14. 
I hate the public. The public is stupid. I am taking Iowa State plus 14 because that is literally my only reasoning behind this game. I have no lean over under wise. What do you got? Just because I might feel with. What's up? What's up? How many units you thinking? Just one, 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 one yep. singular. Keep it unit. safe. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Keep Smart. it, keep it safe. I'm uh, the literal. When I am making a bet, or, or excuse me, when I'm making a wager that I do not fundamentally know the team, always one unit. Every single time, one unit. Unless it's unless, you know, obviously there's some the Kentucky Derby. The Super Bowl, the college national championship. I mean, there are always exceptions to the rule. Oh, but it has to. The rule is the rule is if I'm not fundamentally aware of how this team plays and operates, it's always one unit. Smart, right. smart. All right, let's uh, shift over to the NBA. So our next game we're gonna make picks on is the Miami Heat at the Houston Rockets. They play at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on TNT. Um, There is no line set because they are both playing, so we are just going to go straight money line for this game. Uh, Just some stuff to note. Uh, Yesterday, uh, we had, for the Heat, we had Maurice Harkles out with a thigh, Chris Silva out with a hip. Uh, Avery Bradley's out three to four weeks with a calf injury and Goran Dragic, who's currently leading their team in assists per game was out with an ankle injury. Not sure if any of those guys will be back. Also for Houston, Christian Wood is, he has a bad ankle injury. He's leading their team in points and rebounds. He's out uh, yesterday. Victor Oladipo was out yesterday. I don't know if that was his arrest or not, but a lot of injuries coming with this game, but there's also some really good players to watch. I think for Miami, you know, you got Bam Adebayo. Dude is absolutely killing it so far this year. 20 points per game, nine rebounds, five assists. And then for Houston, you got John Wall averaging 19.2 points per game, six assists. I think when the spread comes out, it's probably going to be a little bit favored towards Houston because they're pretty good at home. So I think that's the way to go. I don't like betting on the heat just a personal vendetta so i'm going rockets money line great logic great logic uh losing christian wood was huge for them i mean the dude really popped off this year uh helping it helped he, the is, whole- he is so good I, like when he was on the pistons last year i like whenever i watched him i'm like oh he he is a future star and i i think that's just becoming true christian wood is so good He's legit. He is definitely legit. And so the heat without him definitely hurts. But the heat themselves have been struggling. Man, they don't look like the same team that took out the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I think they'll find it along the way. Uh, But as of right now, I just can't put money on Miami on the road. Uh, So I will also be on the Houston train. And it's Maurice Harkless. Harkless. I'm sorry. Harkless. I, ha- I had to get that off. Yeah. Nope. yeah. Got to make sure we keep each other in check on this show. <laughs> yep. I, I noticed it as soon as I said it too. So good, good check. That's my fault. I but, thought about saying something too, but I, I like not to, and I'm thankful DJ did. I, we, we just, if I ever say anything wrong, I want Kyle to call me out. You know, I don't want people thinking that yep. everyone yep. on the show is yep. like, we got to keep each other in check on this show. That's for sure. So yep. Josh, what do you got for this game? 
All right. So as Kyle alluded to, the there are currently no lines out. We don't know really who's playing tomorrow, and um, we don't know how tonight is going going to go. But I have watched the Heat's or I, I have watched the Heat's last few games, and let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. That combined with I haven't watched the Rockets last few games. But I have looked at all of their stats, you know, all all the advanced stats. I don't care what the number is. I don't care what it is. I'm taking the under. Tomorrow morning when the line comes out, or if it's whether it's the afternoon, evening, I don't care. Whatever the number is, put me down for the under. Put me down for the under. You're talking, oh, you, you, you guys. You, you too, and your listeners, you want to know a fun little fact? Guess how many three-pointers Jimmy Butler has made this season? Like per game or? No, no. Total? total. Yes. Something weird, like seven. DJ gets a seven. Kyle, what do you want? I'm going to go a little higher than that, maybe like 13. You're both. Wrong! It's one! And he <laughs> hit it last night! Oh, no. First yesterday, oh. he had one three-pointer made on the season. One! Yes, under, I want it. Houston's defense, ever since they traded James Harden, has been so fucking good. I believe top five in the league. This under is hitting. Seriously, I don't care what the number is at. Okay, if the number was like 201, I'd be like, ugh, I don't want to bet that. But it won't be. It will not be 201. At, I mean, it'll be, it'll be like 209 or at the yep. lowest. At That's the what I was thinking, lowest, 209. It'll be 209. So, yeah, I want that under. Heat aren't that great at scoring. Bam has been so good. Kyle, you've been t- you, you mentioned a little bit about Bam. He's been so good. I watched him last night, and, I mean, he had, like, with four minutes left in the game, he had three field goal attempts made. He was playing tremendous on the defensive end, and he was absolute ass on the offensive end. Give me this motherfucking under. Seriously, I don't know what the number is. I want the under three units. Three units. Three units. Under, 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 under. All right, put him down for it, DJ. You got it. Let us transition to our fourth to our fourth game. It is the 76ers at the Trailblazers. That game is playing tonight at 9 p.m. on TNT. Last time these two played was on February 4th. The 76ers lost at home by a score of 105 to 121. Uh, also, some injuries that have been out. Uh, Trailblazers have had quite a few guys out for quite a quite a while now uh cj mccollum nurkic zach collins uh nasir little is questionable to play tomorrow with a knee injury and then there there's just so many players to watch here but two really you, you got a spotlight is joel Embiid and dame lillard Embiid's averaging 29.1 points per game which is fourth in the nba he's averaging 11 rebounds Lillard is averaging 29.4 points per game, which is third in the NBA and seven assists. I mean, that matchup's going to be crazy. The line set right now at 76ers minus five and a half, over under 229.5. I am 
100%. And if I didn't have my mortal lock this week, would have used it on this. I'm going the over 229 and a half. Interesting play there, Kyle. And yeah, the the Trailblazers just haven't been the team they could be without McCollum or Nurkic. I think Nurkic is more of a bigger loss. And Zach Collins is also key. Um, I'm a little bit of a hater on McCollum. I don't think he's a second star. I just don't think you can win, uh, you know, championship is with him as your second star. I think he's a great third star. I just, he's just undersized and he doesn't do much other than shoot threes, but he's really good at that. He can score and he's definitely uh, been affecting, you know, his absence has been hurting the team. I think I'm going to go 76ers here minus five and a half. I just, Portland just hasn't been the team they can be. And I know they'll get there when, you know, they get guys healthy and stuff like that. Uh, and Embiid's just been on a tear. Like, I, I don't know when he's going to stop or if he's just going to be this good. But, like, Embiid is like, everyone's, you know, blowing up Jokic and almost averaging a triple-double. And Embiid's like, oh, I'm just as good. I'm here. So, I'm going 76ers minus five and a half. I'm riding the Embiid trade. What do you got, Josh? This this game was the hardest game for me to handicap for the ones we were going to discuss. Um, to be honest, I hated it. The whole handicapping experience, I absolutely hated. Do you guys want to hear some fun facts about this, about the, the two teams that are playing tonight? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, the last five games, the 76ers are 5-0 and against the spread. Okay. That's pretty cool. Right? Right? In their last 51 road games, do you want to hear they're against the spread record? Yes. 14, 34, and 3 in their last 51 road games. That's pretty dog shit. That's gross. I don't like it one bit. Okay. In their last 13 home games, the Trailblazers are 3 and 10 against the spread. (laughs) disgusting seriously you're at home cover the spread you cocksuckers like oh my god also in their last six games following a win trailblazers are one five against the spread oh yeah that's not a letdown team at all gross i don't i I, all i can say literally the only thing i the only thing I have to say, my only lean, which I do not like that much, I will put 1.65 units to win 1.5 units on the over. Because the last six times these teams faced one another, the over is 6-0. and I don't love it. C.J. McCollum is out. C.J. McCollum scores a lot, and he plays horrendous defense. He is an over machine, and he is not playing. The over is also high. What is it? 229, 229 and a half. The over is out of this world. This is one of those bets where I lean over and it will, it will go under by a mile, but I just cannot bet the under. I have to lean over. I have to lean over. Both these teams play fast. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons should be playing. Joel Embiid plays better offense than he plays defense. Ben Simmons he is something else. Don't want, don't, don't need to get into him, but he, sh- he, he should be playing. He should be playing. He, you know, he helps his offense out a ton. Damian Lillard. What did he score? 37 in his last game. He scored a absolute buckload of points. Maybe not 37. That's a lot. He scored a lot. I don't remember what it was. I am leaning over one unit. I hope it wins. I don't feel great about it. 
There we go. All right. And the last game is hockey. I know you said earlier that this is not your field, so I'm excited to hear your logic. Not my forte. Not my forte. We always can start someday, right? <laughs> but probably not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. But we have a great matchup here, though. The Tampa Bay Lightning, who are 9-1-1 one, and one, and are first in the Central Division, play the Florida Panthers, who are second in the Central Division, at 7-1-2. and two. These two teams, you're going to see them in the postseason. They are they, they're solid on both sides of the, the puck. You know, they play good defense. They play good offense. Their power plays good. Their power kills decent. Decent. I looked into the numbers. Their power kill isn't amazing. But, hey, it's something. And, you know, they don't get a lot of penalties, so they don't have to worry about their power kill. But currently right now, Tampa Bay is favored minus 165, and the over-under is at six. This is going to be a Donnybrook. This is going to be, you know, this is – I honestly – I don't really know what to expect out of this game. You're paying a lot of juice for Tampa Bay, but Florida has only won most of their games by one. I looked into it. Florida doesn't blow teams out, and they're going to play competitive. Maybe you take a puck line here. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of doing that. Uh, Kyle, what players should we look for in this game? So I don't know much about hockey, but I know when I started getting into the Stanley Cup playoffs and the NHL a few years ago, probably my favorite player to watch is Steven Stamkos, and he is killing it so far this year. He's leading the team with 14 points. He has uh, seven goals and seven assists. And then – DJ, why don't you take Florida for me? Because I know I'm going to mispronounce those last names. Yeah, I can't promise I'll pronounce them much better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there are definitely a handful. But Patrick Hornquist, uh, he leads the team with six goals, and four of them came on the power play. Like, when it's time for the power play, this guy's your guy to score a goal. Uh, And then the other guy, Jonathan Huberday, uh, I think it's French. Don't know. Don't care. Uh, leads teams in assists <laughs> uh, with 10 assists and seven of those 10 assists come on the power play. I was watching the top 10 goals today at work because I didn't really feel like working. So I was watching the top 10 goals of last week and Huber Day had a goal on there and whoo, it was pretty. I was just like, how can you do that on the ice? I can't even do that if I was walking on the ground. Like I think he went in between his legs and then destroyed the goalie and it was pretty. Uh, so my prediction, I guess, I don't want to bet either side. I would say your value side is going to be Florida at plus money. I think it's going to be very close. Uh, Tampa Bay should win, but Florida's home. So value side, I'd go Florida at plus money. But for just pure betting and enjoyment, I'm going the over, baby. Let's go goals, 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 goals. Kyle, what do you got? So I'm going to give a shout out here to Coda Capper Brandon, because whenever I brought up uh, Steven Stamkos, he was not a, was not a big fan of Mr. Stamkos, so I'm going to say this to you, Brandon. Go Steven Stamkos. Go go Lightning. Lightning, 165, money line. That brings us to you, Josh. Wrap it up. What is your last pick? How many units? How much are you winning, baby? All right. Okay. To answer your last question, how much am I winning? It all. I'm winning it all. Okay. <laughs> Now that we've gotten that out of the way, I don't know hockey. I haven't watched literally any other team other than the Wild more than twice this year. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the over because I'm a people's player. Because I'm a people's player. I have a soul. I want the over to hit. 
I want goals to happen. Let's fucking go over. And guess what? Six five units to win one point five. I'm not a pussy. I'm not gonna do one unit. One point six five units to win one point five. Let's go over all day. Lock it in. Let's go. Let's go. Good call. All right, Josh. Any shout outs you want to give as we wrap? I know it's a good call. I know it's a good call. Over. It's gonna hit. Take it. Forget about it. Spend the money. Three to three. It's gonna be three to three. And guess what? Three to three hits an over of six all day. Every other day. Every time. Every time it hits that over. <laughs> All right. As we wrap up the podcast, Josh, any other shout outs, anything you want to, any promotions, anything you want to just end the podcast with? Um, um, all right. All right. Um, the only shout outs I want to give is one of my really good friends. If you are on Instagram, I want you to check out MN Sneaker Guy. It's, it, it's spelled exactly like how it sounds. M-N Sneaker Guy. He is your man. Follow him. He's good. It's not, it's not, I, this is not a self-plug, by the way. It's not me. I, I live in Minnesota and I love sneakers. It's not me, though. Um, that's, that's my only plug. M-N Sneaker Guy. Um, my Twitter's a burner. Don't follow. I'm not, I'm not going to plug that because I say a lot of weird shit. If you want to follow me on Instagram, Campbell D. Josh. Campbell D. Josh. You can like all my pretty pictures. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm very meds looking. I'm not ugly. That's what I'll give you. That's what I'll give you. I'm not ugly. Um, but guess what? I'll interact with your content. I'll follow you back. Hey, yeah, you could you could find a lot worse follows um to give that follow too. Um, no, I don't have any other plugs. Go Timberwolves, go Vikings. Go wild, go Gophers. Go fucking Minnesota, baby. North Star State. Well, thank you so much, Josh. It's been an honor having you on, and you are an electric guest. I doubt any other guest can match your intensity. You are going to set a bar crazy high. Oh, that's okay. If you'll let me take the reins back one more time, I seriously want to thank you guys. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for just letting me fucking ramble. Thank you for letting me. I think I'm the only one who's sworn tonight because I've done it like 95 times. Thank you for letting me spill my fucking thoughts and words onto you. Thank you for listening to me. Thank you for allowing your listeners to listen to me. I seriously do really appreciate it. I love it. I seriously hope you'll have me back on Um, when I win this motherfucking guest pick contest. I will be back on, obviously. Um, if that's gonna happen, gonna need the fucking golfers to win outright and for plus two and a half to hit, obviously. Um, but yeah, seriously, no, Kyle, DJ, thank you very much. I appreciate it. This was a lot of fun. I had, I had, I had a blast tonight. I don't know about you guys, but I had a ball. Oh, it was a real fun time, and I love when you get going, man. You are one of the most passionate people when you rant, and I. Some people may not like it. I personally love it. It's just like, let him go. Let him. He's just going to go off with all this. And it's just, you're going to get filled with knowledge and you're going to learn things you never even thought you could learn. So it is always fun. One of the best storytellers I've ever met, Josh Campbell, folks. Soup, the man's. That means a lot. That means a lot. Seriously. Thank you very much. All right, Kyle, what kind of promotions do we got to end this show? So as always, uh, we'll be recording once a week. Feel free to continue get finding us on Spotify, 
uh, Apple Music or Google Play. You can also uh, listen to our buddies, the Coda Capper Branding, Coda Capper Pace, their Mount Lockmore podcast is a twice a week podcast you guys can listen to. Also, feel free to give our Twitter page at you gambling a, fo- a follow. We tweet our picks daily. We tweet five picks a day. And also follow us on Twitter at Comdog, K-O-M-M-D-O-G. And at DJ, what is your Twitter? DJ Low 4422. That is from the Drake song, 4422. Look it up. That's the Twitter. Anyway, um, thanks, everybody, and tune in next week. Yes, sir. Kyle and DJ on the mic. Gambling Feud. Partner with Coda Sports Gambling Network. Hitting bets. Hitting bets. Hitting checks. Hitting checks. Hitting necks. Hitting necks. I bet. Let's hit some bets. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, like I'm a pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers, locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. Locks on, locks on, locks on, locks. I don't need the keys when I get the locks. Hitting them wagers, like I'm a pacer, doing it major. LA Lakers.